Thanks for tuning into the stump this week, guys. We've got a few topics we're going to touch on right now. It is division realignment. We want to talk about possibly changing up the structure of the divisions, changing up playoff structure, possibly making just a more even playing field, or even just seeing new teams uh, come about and rise to the top. We have uh, we're going to talk analytical curve as well. Where do you start to see sports, and uh, what is your perspective on it when you first watch it? When you get to the middle and you start to learn some shit, and then when you get to the end and it kind of comes full circle. So we'll kind of touch on that a little more. Video replay we'll get into as well. Do you like it? Do you not? What are the problems? How could we fix it? Feel free to comment on this after the video too and let us know because we'll probably miss some things. Uh, Text. Are they getting worse? Are they getting better? Are the refs too soft? Or are they having a good methodical plan to fix all of these very rude NBA players? Uh, Hope you enjoy. <laughs> Dude, I almost sold it. I almost sold it that we actually uh, we were, we were on such a roll. You fucked it up. Oh, I know. I, Dude, I was on a roll. Like, uh, it was. It was simple. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 This is actually a good one though, because I actually I actually didn't really have a take on. It. I don't even know if I fully understand the point yet. So, Stu, you were talking about um, changing the divisions, though. You want it to make it so it's uh, based on like competition level, not just. Uh, geographical positions and stuff and I, I i get what you mean on that but i actually do kind of need you to explain that for me genuinely because i i don't know how you'd go about doing that so just uh feel free to take it away whenever i just think that sports can do away with aligning divisions geographically like instead of like north central atlantic like whatever like divisions could be based on like how good a team is just based on like recent success uh so it'd be tiers based on like who the best teams are. So that means you're not getting, you know, divisions that are stacked that have like one team that can, you know, dominate for 20 years, like the Pats and just destroy the Jets, Dolphins and Bills year after year. And they're just kind of stuck in this hole. Mm-hmm. And it's they could be realigned to a different division where they're facing teams that are like, you know, more on their level. And East, sorry to interrupt, but East, East, West would still be prominent in this, right? Just for like travel, et cetera. I think in football, it doesn't really matter. It, you know, you have a week. Um, but yeah, like in baseball, like you'd have to do AO and NO would be in, impossible, but you'd have to do like, yeah, East, West. But, see, see, sorry, I'm not a huge fan of that in, in one aspect is that part of especially in football part of it is the rivalries is playing the same two teams sorry the same three teams two times each home and away it definitely builds i'm not going to say like a hatred but a hatred almost where every every single season you're looking forward to that home and home with said team as a colts fan every single season destroying the jaguars home and away i love that i, I look forward to that every year uh I, I think that's where that would break and are you talking about doing it like annually like every single season you'd readjust yeah, I think that 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 would be the best way to do it. Yeah, Jay. In terms of oh, rivalries, I think that they still would emerge. Just, I mean, more in the playoffs. But like, I, I mean, like the the Chiefs and whoever in the AFC, like as long as long as you remain a top four, top five team, I mean, football, whatever sport, if you remain a top four or five team, there's going to be a few pe- few teams that just shuffle around in that top four or five every year for a long time, right? 
you know what? I have another. I have a good because I, I think Jay brings up a good question. The rivalry run is actually kind of a good argument against that. And that's really the only angle I could possibly see is why this isn't a good deal. Just because like rivalries do take years and years. I get what you mean, where it's like you meet in the playoffs and stuff. Absolutely, and that's kind of like you go like in basketball. Something I'm kind of big on. So like if you look at back on the like uh, Celtics Lakers, the only reason they're rivalries because they met in the championship every year, right? It's not because they were playing each other for they yeah. play each other like maybe twice a year sort of thing. I don't know what the actual numbers was for. Um, another question I have though too is um. If you're going to do that annually, how, how are you going to like, it, it's going to, it, it would change. You got to change it every single year. Like I, I get, I get what you mean, but that seems like, I think Jay nailed it. it. It just, the biggest thing is it just takes away from the rivals. Yeah. That's the only point I can really draw out of that. Especially, you know, the especially it's, it's the rivalries, man. That's, that, that's basically what my question was. I think you answered it. See, see, I think also it's, especially in the NFL, it is so hard other than the Patriots who I despise. It is so hard to stay good for a consistent four to five years. So I, I, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. It, it's, it's a way to change it up because the Patriots definitely dummy the division for 20 years where, at most, one team in the division was competitive, using that word very, very lightly. I think another another true draw would be you'd have one, sorry, two stacked divisions in the AFC, two in the NFC. Then you'd have, I guess, like a subpar mediocre one, and then you'd just have a shit division. And that shit division would have a representative every single season. And I know what Stu's going to say is the NFC East last year was that division anyway. There was a bad That's team that represented it. And I, I get that point, but... I feel like those stack divisions, you're going to have the third place team in, you know, the make belief AFC North. That team's going to miss because they're playing among, you know what I mean? They're playing against the Chiefs and, you know, the, the Patriots, so to speak. So I feel like you would also be watering down the playoffs. Be, it, it would end up just being like, I, I, that's me looking at it from a grand scheme. I, I do think the Patriots dominating that a, a, a AFC East for so long. There has to be some creative ideas to this because it's only going to happen again. The Chiefs are doing it already, right? Yeah. The Chiefs are, have, are already running that division. I, I think it wouldn't work without a playoff restructuring anyways. I mean, I, I, I think of something like when it's like a third tier uh, division where it's just like, you know, Jets, Browns, fucking whoever, right? Um, like none of them deserve to make playoffs. So like why, don't, why wouldn't it just be the top teams, the top – however many teams uh, making the playoffs, regardless of what division you're in. Division should just determine who you're playing more often. So, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, the instead of taking away – sorry, instead of, instead of um, the Pats playing the Jets twice, the Jets would play – sorry, the Pats would play, you know, whoever – like the Colts twice in that, in that 20-year run. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would just be swapping in a game that would – just be a domination for a team for a much better game the playoff restructuring is i think the golden point to yeah. this because that's exactly where my brain went i had a few holes in it i still think the rivalry one which we could like we've hammered already but if the playoffs were to be restructured a lot more into that idea a lot yeah. more yeah it, it's like a lot of restructuring just all around for every, every sport i mean like football is just the easiest to implement i think hockey would actually be pretty easy to implement too it's already east west you have a couple yeah. days often have a couple they, days travel time i don't know much about hockey actually up, up late but did they not restructure their divisions like a few years ago they did it i don't know if you guys they did it this year yeah yeah but that's um, that's a different thing i mean so i just want to try and keep up i just, just want to try and make sure i'm keeping up right now too um uh, jay when you were saying like your kind of last point before Stu Stu went on with his um 
you're basically saying that you don't think it would change, right? Like if you if you restructure the divisions, you think the same sort of hierarchy will be created no matter how, like it's almost an inevitable thing? Uh, no, because Stu, Stu sort of kiboshed that with the restructuring of the playoffs. The way, the way okay. if there was no restructuring to the playoffs, then yeah, it would be like whatever. For example, the crappy Dolphins are going to win the shitty division that they're in. Yeah. They're going to end up playing in like an AFC divisional game and it'd be like, oh, but if you restructure no, it, I, I see yeah. that yeah. much. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's actually, and that's probably the best point too, right? Because I'm like, not, the, sorry, not the best point, but that's a really good point just about based on like, I don't know. I, that, that is a really stupid thing that like the Eagles almost made the fucking playoffs last year. Like what, a, what a joke of that. Like what a joke that is. Like it's, it's a 100% of first round exit. Like there's no, like, who are you going to beat if you're five and nine or whatever you are going to, or like right. five and uh, five and fucking 12 going to the playoffs. The Redskins made the playoffs last year, and I would be totally making it up if I knew the quarterback's name that ended up starting the playoffs. The only reason you know better is because he had a fucking day job like a week before, right? And that yeah. was the story. I, don't even, I, I already forgot it. Is it Henneke? Henneke? Exactly, right? Like, it's it's nothing. It, 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 it was, it was, it, it was something Henneke. It was something Henneke. Like, goals versus ass- goals and assists against the analytics and usage rates, et cetera. Do you feel like that's a – is it being watered down, so to speak? I wouldn't say it's watered down. I'd say that the that like the learning curve of analytics kind of follows like a like a like a bell curve shape, where the if you ask a child what wins games, he's gonna say probably around the same thing that the the most the foremost experts of analytics are saying as well. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you on that too. Um, and I I know we briefly touched on it, but just um. Yeah, basketball is always the example I go to, man, where, like, I think um, I've had many conversations with Stu about, like, kind of, like, the analytics on, like, the three-point and the dunking and stuff like that. And that's what really drew me into basketball, obviously, was watching people slow it down, watching guys make, like, really long shots, like, step shooting balls that are just, like, unheard of, like, 10 feet back, 15 feet back from the three-point line. And at first, like, even, like, you hear – it's really just an old man take I hear this from now where they're like, oh, that's stupid, you shouldn't do that and stuff. But, like, when you really – like, if you just kind of put aside the ego and kind of look at, like – no matter what you've learned, like throughout ball or whatever, like when you really look at it, what you started to like is like, it, you just have this natural instinct of kind of understanding the game just from when you first look at it. Right. Like it's, it, um, it is a really cool point how it, how it all kind of, it comes full circle essentially with um, like what you initially know, what you think you start to know. And then when you come back to the start, you're like, Oh, I was on the right track already. And then you just kind of get a deeper knowledge of that. Yeah. I, th- I think if, if you asked a child, how to win basketball games he'd be like dunking and three-pointers because they're fun and if you ask somebody who a little bit about basketball they'd be like sound defense triangle offense transition oh yeah get that mid-range bro get that derozan mid-range that worked for the raps if you ask an expert he'd say three-pointers and dunks because yeah that it's just come it comes full circle i mean baseball home runs and strikeouts and then you ask somebody who knows a little bit and they're like manufacturing a run stolen bases bunting and oh, then, dude, I, yeah. once you explain it, the bunt thing to me, the bunt thing oh. just cracks me up now, dude, because, like, it, just, it doesn't make any sense now that when you explain it to her, like, yeah, why would you fucking bunt it? Why would you do a less fun thing? <laughs> that has it, less reward, too. Has less reward. <laughs> because you're 80. It's, that's why. It's because you're an old, like, an old white dude. Who just I, I, 100% so I agree. That's what it comes down to is it's, it, it is, it's an old man thing or an old man. You happen to get the old, the old the random old woman who watches, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just... uh yeah it, it's 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 not even a lack of knowledge really it is it's like an intermediate level of knowledge which is like that's what kind of fucks me up with this point but it, it's so interesting it's like 
you're not stupid. You're actually above stupid in knowing sports, but you're actually below stupid at the same time. Like it's a really, it is kind I'd of say, a I'd say you're still that topic. That too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just, over, yeah, I'm definitely just yeah. overthinking it too, but no, no, you're it's not. an easy one to over. I guess, well, I our, our, uh, the person is where, where they're like, oh, sorry. I see. Yeah. yeah. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. I was I think, overthinking that point. <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very, very, uh, I'm more opposed to eliminating bunting all around. I agree. The 80 year old context is like runner on second, no outs. It could be your one hitter, your nine hitter. You got to bunt them over. There is situ- there are situations though where bunting is okay. I still yeah, don't think absolutely. it's, yeah. I, I still don't think it's, it's an incredibly great idea. There are people that I know to this day, not 80, but like 45, they still will tell me the blue Jays run in the playoffs a few years back with the David price Tulowitzki, Stu, what's the year? Uh, 2015. Thank you. That season, uh, Blue Jays lost that series because the Royals were able to manufacture runs. You know, the, that keyword, manufacture runs, etc. That drove me nuts. I think that was in around when I met you, Stu. And that was where, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a terrible take. I don't agree with moving runners to the, the, to the degree that the Royals did. But there are situations where it can be used. It shouldn't be shunned, so to speak. No, I don't think anything it, could be shunned, to be honest. I mean, there's always, there's always going to be a space for anything, but it, you know, it's a game that gets played 162 times a year. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of things that are really terrible decisions <clears throat> in like the grand scheme of things. But you know, do it once and it works out. It fucking makes it look like a genius. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I think also we're. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, just just one more point. I was just going to make about that. I think it's also because we're kind of looking at this as like from a black and white standpoint of like the like I get the analytics are kind of set in stone stuff, but there are. uh, (laughs) It's uh, Jackie Robinson month, man. It's all racist right now. Jackie Robinson. Um, uh, Jackie Robinson day. It's the whole month. Don't just don't don't undersell the man like that. No, it's my fault. I messed that up. Um, But no. but again, like it, 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 we are just looking at this black and white where like it is, there is, there's a lot of nuance, obviously in sports and there are situations. Absolutely. But yeah, it, it is just kind of that like stubborn take where it's like, nope, this is the way you play the game. And it's like, it, it, I think it's kind of like, it's just the majority of it, the majority of what's right. And what's the proper way to play it is that initial perspective we were talking about, but there's situations where like that kind of middle ground comes into play and like, that's also like kind of the element of surprise too. Like when you do, like I'm always going to use a basketball reference too, but like when you throw Carmelo Anthony out there and then he just throw, like once in a while puts in like his, like his fancy footwork and hits a mid range and stuff. There's time and a place for that. Absolutely. Just, you're not going to win. You're not going to win a lot of games doing that consistently like that. Cause you're just, you're not going to keep up essentially. Do you, do you just, I, I, just a really random thought that came to my mind. Do you think Mike Trout practices bunting? Uh, maybe the last two things in BP. I wouldn't be shocked. Like the last two pitches, he's he's practicing bunting. Yeah, I don't see why. Like, I mean, it's it's something that like bunting is harder than it looks, and like I don't see it like in Mike Trout's career. I I don't see it ever really coming into play where he's going to do it. I mean. God willing, but if he ever if wins the World play, Series, if he ever wins the World Series, I mean, first he's got to make the playoffs. But if he ever if. wins the World Series, I hope it's it's like whatever bottom nine tie game, runner on third, and he does just like a drag bunt and brings him in. I think it, it would be one of the most shocking things. If I'm Joe, I would nothing would make me happier than if he did that. That would be <laughs> such a like fuck you to well me 
So yes. If if I'm Joe Madden though, I don't think I want that guy practicing bunting. I really don't. Just feel like this the safety aspect. I know I know we talked about BP speed and stuff like that, but the potential of catching one on on the hand is still there. I would not want that guy practicing bunting. Can you imagine if, if the best player in the world was derailed by a fucking practice bunt in the cage because <laughs> it clipped his fucking finger? I would lose my mind. If that yeah, I know you would. That's it's up fucking... there with like like Joel Zumaya was like this incredible reliever who hurt his forearm, I think, playing Guitar Hero, just fucking <laughs> beasting it. I go Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. The same. <laughs> Trevor Bauer. Trev- yeah. 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 Was it a uh, coach the next day? <laughs> Dude, I was like three quarters the way through, through the Flyer of Flames, but I just I had to hit that solo. <laughs> Rajon Rondo saying he slipped in the shower, but he definitely had like a trampoline accident. <laughs> I don't know if that's worse. I today. slipped in the shower. Are you sure you went on the trampoline? It actually sounds better, Rajon. No, I was yeah. in the shower. No editing that. That's staying. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a fucking stupid injury like that. That derails Mike Trout. I remember when Bauer got hurt for the for the Indians, and he he was like a nothing pitcher at the time. I swear he was a nothing pitcher, whether he was. And him getting hurt, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to face Kluber again really, really, like, sooner than we need to. In my head, I'm like, I, I sort of wish he didn't get hurt. I was at that so, game, and I couldn't really see what was happening. But I remember Bowers getting shelled because, you know, his hand was falling off. And I was like, why are they – when I, like, found out what was happening, I was like, why are they even fucking – why are they telling him? Why are they telling the umpires to bring him out? He's getting shelled. Keep shelling him. Like – yeah, exactly. Wait until the umpire finds out that he's bleeding to be like, yeah, maybe you should go. Yeah, I think we kind of hammered that point in though. Um, it's it's a it's a tough one with um, not really a tough one with the analytics, but it is just it's just again interesting to look at the perspectives from different ways and kind of find the exact same answer when you get down to it. Um, uh, let's move on though to um, uh, replays right now in sports. Obviously, everyone talks about that. They're like, uh, takes up too much time. Uh, haven't really narrowed, like, nailed it down and stuff. But it, again, it, I think it always comes back to it is important and it's necessary. We've seen how much it can change the game and affect it. It can actually like can it can dictate wins and losses in a good and bad way. So I don't know. Let's just kind of talk about like what do we what what do we think could, could get better about replays? I guess at this point, uh, if you if you have any sort of suggestion to it, because that seems to be a huge issue still. You just replay everything in football, every, every single thing especially non-calls in, like, I don't know, like the champion in the playoffs. Do you know like what? Here's I know, I know I asked the question. I don't want to just answer my own question. Like I was setting it up for myself, but I just kind of thought of this as I was asking it, though, too. And, like, why, why is it so hard for them to just have a fucking crew that just replays things every time? Like, like even, like, just between plays and if they're, like, okay, we definitely, like, it, it's still going to come down to, like, the judgment of, like, like human nature. And it's like, are you, like, there's going to be right and wrong times. Absolutely. But that's kind of, I don't know if you ever get away from mistakes. You got to kind of intertwine them. And why can't they just have a section of people that are just like, okay, we're going to replay every, like, everything that, everything that's seen, they replay everything. I imagine they already do this. Why mm-hmm. can't they just radio down every time? Like, okay, we definitely seen something. Let's get this. Or just have a big enough team. Like, like, is it possible to just, is it not possible to just have a big enough team to make sure you can do this like in real time fast enough? Like basketball, 
kind of tough. Football seems like the easiest because there's so much time between plays, even in a hurry up offense. If it's um, uh, if it is a big enough deal and it's noticeable enough, stop the play and replay it. Absolutely. But I, like, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's, it seems like it's easier than the way they're making. It seems like they draw these replays out too long, but again, they're, they're in a different position. They know more about it, but I just, I, I don't, I don't see why it's such a, it's such a hassle every time to replay or why it has to be a stoppage of the full game. Like it should just be designated to one section to be doing this and making these calls rather than the refs, like three refs having to stop it. Like why don't I have like, a, I don't know, team of 10. Like, does that seem crazy or. I think, I think in football, it is actually the most like middle ground replay system. Stu's referencing when the saints choked in the NFC, uh, NFC championship game a few years back against the Rams. They way. choked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they choked, but. I think that is the one sport where there are a lot of like a lot of negatives people will throw at for replaying football. I love the one sport where every single scoring play, every single turnover is automatically reviewed. That's that is the play Stu's referencing, which is I can't remember the the cornerback's name, Stu. What was the cornerback's name? Uh Nickel Ro- Roby Coleman. So that that play is such a bang bang play and I know the NFL tried to do like your challenging pass interferences and stuff of that nature. I think it is such, it, it, it's one of those things where it's really hard to go up to the booth and be like, was there pass interference on that play? It's almost like, is there holding on every single play in the NFL? Yeah, there is. Majority of 50, 50 balls in the NFL. There is some form of pass interference or holding. There's something on every single play. Maybe an additional linesman would help tie. Maybe you're totally right. Maybe it's something as simple as that they definitely have the entire game being played on a screen for a team of refs off the field in football. And I I'm, I'm okay with like the two challenges. If you get both correct, the th- you, you get a third. I, I like that whole format. There are some sports that I feel are not broken because replay being in all sports is fantastic. There are some sports like looking at it. hockey. I feel like challenging offsides is the most tacky thing ever. I, look well, I mean, at like, who, but who's challenging offsides though, right? Like, I don't know if you're just using that as like one example, but it's not a thing. Like, or... they do, yeah. In hockey, you're it's, saying it's the... that no one should have to challenge it anyways. Who me? You're saying that they should just no, Tyler. He's saying like they should just be checking constantly anyways. No, or, yeah, that's, I... sorry, that's yeah, good. So that's that is my point. Is that like why why is that not just checked right away, right? Like that's that's not my, that's my thing. Yeah. But I agree. So then, yeah, I, I guess I agree with you actually. Then uh, the game yeah, slows stupid. down. Like coach coaches shouldn't have to. The game slows down so much by doing that, though, Ty. I, that's my only thing, and I, I don't know. There, there's some sort of, like, I, I don't know the word I want to use. I, I liked the way it was with a sport like hockey. I, I think baseball deserved replay. I think there are a lot of close plays at first. In hockey, like, the guy has a skate blade just above the blue line. It gets challenged. It gets looked at for a solid five minutes. Gets overturned, and I'm like, eh. Like that was sort of, you know, me being nostalgic. That's why I fell in love with hockey, those types of plays. Like I, I remember years, years ago, the lightning beating the flames in game six. And in overtime, there was, there was a goal called back or a goal called back on the flames that costed them Stanley cup. As shitty as that would be to be a flames fan. That's the hockey I knew now in baseball. And I guess I sort of contradict myself in baseball, which I think is close to a perfect sport. I, I want, all the calls correct. I want that play at first looked at. That, that, that's that's me personally. And they think in baseball they only get one challenge, right, Stu? Uh, you get one challenge, but if you're correct, you can keep going. You you basically get one incorrect challenge or two in the playoffs. 
That's amazing. That's I and I love that format. I that's think basketball I has the say, same. I love that too, actually. Basketball but, does the exact same thing, I think. My my thing with replay is that like leagues, I don't think leagues want that because even like it slows it down, yeah, in the process of, of actually like replaying it and and reviewing it and, and what have you. But like amidst all that rigmarole, the entire like stop it. The, stop it. Stop nope. it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Nope. All right, we'll we'll definitely timestamp that one for bring a roll from Stu. The biggest slowdown is probably from overturning those menial plays on that are so close that they would have never gotten challenged because they're like pretty insubstantial. You know what I mean? But they overturn them because you're costly checking them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something Do that would have never this. been challenged because it's like you know a yard. Or something like that that on on first down like it's not that big of a deal if that's gonna get you know replayed because the fucking your little like umpire crew just decided to to replay it and realize that they were off then then that's gonna slow down the game a lot it's not gonna be the challenging the the plays that would have been challenged anyways it's the plays that weren't worth challenging in the first place that get drawn back you was um, like, actually it was it was kind of Jay brought it up, but like um, she's always the baseball guy too. But Jay, you brought up a good point where baseball is like kind of a perfect sport where replay does it fits in so well in baseball, right? Like you could just have him replay if he got the first. That's no problem at all. There's no there's nothing arbitrary about that. It's did he get there? Did he not? These plays in baseball are meant for replay. What if it's just that replay doesn't belong as like prominently in some sports as they're trying to make it out to? Like basketball, dude. When someone challenges a charge, that's the thing that pisses me off the most. Because there's something because because here's the thing is there's um uh, I'm sorry I, I, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you interject in a sec Jay but I I see you got some but um I, what that's that's one of the arts of and it's the same as what you're talking in hockey where the arbitration with that is what kind of makes the game if someone's good at taking a charge they can flop it and sell it well that's a good basketball play we shouldn't be taking away from the game just with just for the sake of being like oh we want to get the right call I get you want to get the right call but you're also making plays this guy's like we played sports man like those plays in like sports like especially basketball and hockey and football especially too with holding holes like challenging a hold to me it's just like shut the fuck up man like you know what I mean like yeah. hold it's how happening every play so i think maybe i I don't know if this is actually the answer but something we just i I think it's i'm just kind of thinking of now is they 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 should really reconsider what what sports need to have replay in it and i don't think that fast-paced sports like that where it's just like constantly little things happening the nuance of the game that kind of creates the excitement of it too is guys that get savvy and good at committing fouls how does how does this sound basketball and football should be on the same exact path any turnovers or crucial scoring plays can be challenged. It's, it, I, I don't think anything further than that, like a foul, like th- those things should not be challenged. Like, no. you know, an out of bounds, an out of bounds play with 34 seconds left, but he wasn't actually out of bounds or was, and the, the call well, on the court was right. Wrong. Like the line, if, it, if it's a play where it's like, it, what's his foot on the line? Cause that's the same. as like the, the, the player touch first base running. You know what I mean? Like that's the same, that's the same world. They live in the mm-hmm. same thing. But yeah, again, it, it, it's you can't you can't be challenged. I don't think you can be challenging even a even a goaltend. I I would argue that a goaltend is even the same play where it's like the ball like didn't reach its apex. Again, that's such a that's such an arbitrary like thing. Still, I get like you can tell when the ball is dropping, but if it's that close, man, like it, it's got. I think the play's got to go on, dude. I'm it's like, a scoring I'm, play. It's a scoring play, though, Ty. 
I, I guess it's a scoring play, but are you going to stop a team's run or like, you know what I mean? Like you got there's, there's different aspects you got to consider there too, where, what are you going to, I guess, what are you going to stop? What are you going to stop play for? You're going to stop it for out of bounds. You're going to stop for these things, but I, like, and it is a, you're right, Joe, it is a scoring play. You're right on that, but it, it just seems, um, I guess that's the tricky thing about replaying those sports. It's just, it, it, it seems, it, it seems not as cut and dry as somebody making the first base on time. Cause I guess it's my point. There are, there are certain events in like tennis per se, where replay still has not been introduced. It still has not been, there are certain surfaces. It has not oh, been no. introduced. Really? Oh, come yeah. on. oh yes, that's true. Actually, that no, it's one of the yeah, no, no. So, so they have eagle eye for hard courts and grass. Up until recently, I don't even know if they fully converted. Clay did not have any eagle clay, eye technology. I, I believe clay does now, but I know what you mean. When clay it? used to be just clay used to just go off because like the fucking clay would bounce up and shit, and you could check the chalk on the on the sides as well. So that's my boy Whittle and I. My boy Whittle and I have always said we want to go down mm-hmm. France. Play some tennis there on clay, but it it that, that is a prime example of just not ruining the beauty of it. And if they have it now, that's that's a little bit annoying. I know clay season is just starting, but to me, I, I like that. I like that the, the umpire gets off his chair, comes and looks at the mark, and he's like, "Yeah, that was I, in, that was out." That's the tr- yeah, that's and that's like that's another big one that you brought up is like the it's the tradition aspect of it, which I um, I get that. I don't necessarily respect as much. I didn't live in that area, but I I get it from older guys that are like, you know, I like the tradition. I like that. But again, it also is like, are you going to just die on a hill, even though you're wrong, just based on position or based on tradition. That's another thing I kind of think of where it's, it seems kind of stubborn to do it that way too. If you could find a way to do it better and you refuse to do it because we've always done it this way. No, exactly. This is never a good reason for that. Fair enough. So Ty, um, yeah. so Ty, being being the the basketball guy, is it me or like technical fouls in the NBA just at like an insane rate, or is it is it is it me? I, I'm I'm not a diehard NBA basketball fan, especially right now, especially with baseball season just kicking off. I'm not, but yeah, um, I don't know if they're at an. Ex- I don't. Here's the thing, I don't know if they're at an all time high because I, I think you could probably argue there's probably more text given out back then when it was actually a rougher game, right? Like you'd have like older guys like punching and shit. So I, I bet you there, I bet you could look at the stats. There might be more text given out back then. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think just the way they're giving them out now is just so soft, man. Like is like, I don't even know what a tech is at this point. I don't know if a tech is a, a player to player confrontation. Cause I get that. Cause we talked about that the last time with uh, baseball where you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to leave it up to the player to decide the fate of a player for chirping, right? Like you don't want somebody just to go and throw an elbow in the air. There's vulnerable positions. I get that. But also that's the one aspect. And then the other part of it is, is a technical when it, or is, is a technical, like all of that, is it when a player player confrontation, then a player ref confrontation and then, like the player ref competitions are the ones that get me the most. It's like the, the, the refs have gotten so sensitive, man, where like, if you even question a call, like you're on, like it, it, you're on thin ice, like there, there, there's a decent chance they're going to call tech on you just for confronting them. And uh, they just, they, they need to actually set out like a, a, a solid rule of what a technical is, because it, 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 even if they have it written down, it's not being honored, I don't think, or it's just too arbitrary of a rule. Whereas a, a ref is literally, it's just based on like how tough is the, how mentally tough is the ref at this point. And that's kind of how you dictate your, what your technicals are. I, I, I think it's, it's too, it's too harsh of a penalty to get a technical right now. If you're, and um, it, like for what you're doing, if you're just bouncing a ball at Jason Tatum to the other night, man, 
no, your team shouldn't be penalized for that just because the ref kind of a bitch. Like, I don't know. What do you think, Stu? I think that it's arbitrary by design. Like, I think that there's a reason that they have some say over it because it would just be hard to like kind of nail down like what qualifies as a deck. What it really does, what it really qualifies is like if the, the ref thinks it's inappropriate behavior in any way. Like Nick Nurse a month ago said near, like said, said to the ref, but like wasn't yelling or anything. He wasn't being like, he wasn't out of control. He said like with his mask on, with the ref mask on, he's just like, uh, you know, your fucking guy over there. Like he's not making a lot of good calls. And the ref teed him up, gave him the baby tee, like, Fucking the the little, disrespectful the, the, little... the two finger tees. Oh, I hate the two yeah. finger tees. Yeah, and like teed him up for for like just criticizing the other ref, and he was like, "I'm not. You're not talking shit about my boy like that." And, that, was... you know, and that's what I mean. Like that's just yeah. that's it's just garbage, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Go ahead. No, no. I, 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 me thinking about it, there are certain things in the NBA, like hanging off the rim. There, there are certain dunks, like. I, I, I'm thinking of moments within basketball games where if I were to get teed up for it, I would probably get a double tee. Like if I'm hanging off the rim for a second after making an incredible play and dangling off and I'm not a superstar per se like LeBron and I get a tee there, especially a baby tee, I'm hitting the showers. I'm done. The, the double technical is coming immediately. Like part of You're it is putting on a show. Baby tea. Yeah, I Every I, single I, one. I, 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 <laughs> my brain, my brain thinks of it like my, my brain thinks of it like this is still like a show. It is a show in the end. And a, a dunk is an incredible thing. I think player to referee confrontations or I guess communications have been broken for years. Those have been broken. I, I think neither respect each other. And refs are now teeing guys up for body language. For body language. I, Ra- yeah. Your, yeah. Flailing your arms and stuff like that, where it's it's insane. It is really insane. To be to be an NBA official, I think is the most difficult of any major sport. There's no doubt in my mind. It, it, there's no doubt. They, they get shown up a ton. And I guess it's them just sort of fighting back, being like, show some respect. But yeah, I, I, I don't understand what, what constitutes it. And I'm going to look it up. And on the next pod, I'll, I'll admit to being wrong or very right. I think T's are up. I think T's are up at least in the past decade. I think. I'm you know so. what that... That's a good point you bring up, uh, Jay. That um, maybe the maybe the refs are fighting back because that was a big issue before, where the same players are really losing respect. Like they're like arguing every single call, which I I, I do agree with. I, I think that players do argue too many calls. So maybe maybe this is a way just to curb that. Maybe they are just go hammering down on tees so much, so it will it will maybe maybe because we have that extreme where players just question everything and there was really no consequences for it. Like I think probably only a few years ago where it was like every, every call was like hands up, like on their knees, like, why would you call that on me? And there wasn't a lot of text given out. And now there's text for anything. So maybe they are just trying to balance it. And I, I can see that as actually a good point. So that's a, that's a good take. I, I think Jay. I like that too, where they have the, uh, there's like a threshold of tees that you get where you're, you're, you're obviously paying fines for technical fouls. But at a certain number, and I should have probably researched this, at a certain number, you get suspended. For, I think it's 16. Uh, yeah. 16. There you go. Yeah, good thing we have people that research. players are close. Like, we got, like, Dwight Howard's at 14. Luca's at 12. I don't know when the last time somebody got suspended for it. I think it was Draymond. Draymond or, Draymond or Boogie exactly. was recent. Yep. Draymond or Dray. Boogie was very recent. Oh, it was Draymond. It was at least two years ago. I, was, I think it was two years ago. Maybe even last year. He, he, like, but there was a lot of... 
to the end of the season. And like yeah. Howard's gonna get it. Like Howard's at 14. He like and he Guys, wait. Dwight Howard. Didn't he, he didn't, didn't Draymond Green get suspended for game six for tease? Game six of the NBA oh. finals against the Cavs. Yeah. Come on, man. That's I'm pretty sure. Look, because I was 16 Bro, on the year. Right I'm almost well, that was positive, a separate man. suspension. He no, might have got a double, might, maybe he got an ejection. I, I don't know. I can't remember either, but he, uh, this is a common one. He could have got an ejection within the last, like, I, I don't know how many minutes of it in the game, but if you get ejected within a certain time frame left of the game, then you're suspended for the next game as well. I'm, I'm positive that's a rule. And oh, I don't yeah. know me on that. No, it, dude, <laughs> that, that's part of this. Hold on. <laughs> Luca having 12 isn't that surprising considering he, he's kind of a crybaby to refs. What did Mark Cuban say? Mark Cuban said he's actually not really a bitch. It's just the way he is. Like, it's a cultural thing, which, I mean, I don't necessarily buy. I, I think if you're a bitch, you're a bitch. But, like, I mean, well, I also – I don't think – A bitch thing, I don't think, really. Well, it's no, you brought that up before. I, it absolutely is. Yeah, 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 and I agree with that. Yeah. You're not, you're not trying to get them to reverse their call in the moment. You're just trying to get them to be hesitant to call you for close shit next time because they don't want to get fucking talked to you like that. You yeah. have to understand, every single whistle – in the NBA, whatever ref is working the sidelines of the coach or coaches, they're getting they're they're getting updates on watch this, watch this, and then whenever there's like a bang bang call, you know, jam packed arena, and Chris Paul is looking for some dialogue and explaining it, the ref's like, you know what, enough's enough, and, and I'm I'm not justifying the amount of tease. I, I can sort of see it though. I can play devil's advocate and be like, they're not paid well enough. They're really not paid well enough for what they're doing. No, to, honestly, to the, more their... we, the, the more we go on with this, I agree, Jay. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm kind of swung on the other side now, where it's like if they, if this is a move for them just to kind of flip the script and not have players kind of control like the game with their, like, I don't know, their antics or whatever. I, I, I do, kind of, I do back it then if that is like the reason. And the more we talk about, it, I think that it seems to make sense that, that probably is the reason why they're calling more technicals. I mean, could not be, but I think you could easily draw conclusions to that. If we need less techs and more baby tees at the same time i think more text should be baby tees because it's so it should be baby t yeah baby tees like treat them or like or kids and act yeah. like kids yeah, yeah, yeah. look at we're, we're full we're full, we're full parent on this man full dad we're just like no nah, man you got to learn the hard way bro eat yeah. your dinner don't fucking leave the table i love it <laughs> what are you saying jay i was i was just curious you guys buy by the reputation reputation tees i think dwight howard's definitely a victim of the reputation tee Absolutely. I think there was one like two or three weeks ago. There was two, three weeks ago where he definitely he didn't do anything. It, it, it might have been a double. A group chat of mine was talking about how he got ejected for doing nothing. He literally did nothing. And he got a double technical foul ejection. And that's why his number is at 14 now. And I think now, he, now he's hurt. But reputation calls are also a little bit, a little bit annoying. And I'll go to the other side of it where it's like, okay, I understand for 71 games of the 82 of the year, I'm annoying and there's a lot of dialogue. Treat me equal each game. Let me become a bitch within a game, so to speak. Let me start start to bitch, right? Yeah. Yo, Jay, here's the thing is I um, I agree with you on that. Um, on the, what you're like, sorry, like not, not the devil's advocate, but like the first, the first point where you're saying like it annoys you. Because it is naturally kind of annoying, and yeah, in a perfect world, you should treat it like that. But let's be real; it's not perfect. You don't have perfect refs out there, so you're naturally. I think it's just human nature, man. If you, someone's a repeat offender, you're definitely going to have more of an eye on them. So I don't think it's necessarily they aren't doing anything. I think it's that they're just getting caught more because naturally, refs are watching. Same with the superstar call when people say like, "Oh, oh, that's a LeBron call when he went to the rim and got a foul." Maybe it is, 
but for one, he is gonna he does get hit a lot and he's stronger, but also just um he's made those plays so many times that when he doesn't make the play, it is safe to assume that, yeah, maybe he got hit, man. Maybe like, I, I just think the assumptions, it, it shouldn't happen, but it's, it's going to happen though, too. I don't think there's any way around the assumption of like, Oh, that was a foul or he's going to make, he's going to say something that's a technical. I don't, I don't know how you get away from that because it's just, it, it's so ingrained in human nature. I think. Thanks for tuning into the stump this week, guys. Uh, if you like this uh, video or conversation, whatever you want to call this now, you can uh, like our page on youtube you can subscribe you can comment you can tell your friends do what you want you can also check us out on spotify now please follow jay and Stu. their twitter handles are on the page uh if you don't have youtube it'll be in the link on spotify you'll be able to find them there you can find me cooking tips dylan however you want to put it and uh Next week, uh, hopefully we get Parsons on here, man. I know he's been uh, itching at uh, trying to get on our show and talk about some things. I don't know if we're going to have room for him, but Parsons, believe me, we hear you and we're going to do our best. Thanks so much, guys.